Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
Jeremiah, but I'm starting at nine, y'all, man. 
Praise his righteous and powerful name. Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. 
four corners of the globe. Praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live Yaqwa Radio. Worldwide International Radio Broadcast is now live on there. All right, got the mothers coming on stage, so now we can go we can go live now and in the first twenty seven minutes we just um let it be known. That was the tape. Now we're going live, no doubt about it, K-59. So we're going to see if we find the mothers and bring the mothers in. We'll get something going on. Uh, Mother E, Mother Z, bring them in. You know what thing about it? But when you're sincere about this word, you know what's going on, and you're going to get in there and you're going to do all you can to do the best you can in this word. That's the way I look at it every night. Give it all I got for one reason, because it can be your last. And one thing about it, you want a good report. So Mother E and Mother Z, Mother E, Tribe of got Judah, lead mothers out of town. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit, Mother Mother, Mother E. Yahweh bless you, see your Israel, or see Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, there, Mother, Mother E. Now, Mother Z, you around there. Mother Z, y'all quite picture that scene right now. She's not here right now. All right. Okay, all right. Well, all right, so, so, so me and you going to ride solo. We're going to ride solo, Mother. And that ain't eight. And um, that's what I have to say, you know. See, Mother, Mother whether the world know it or not, but Yahweh have showed this ministry what we got to do, how we got to do it, and all we got to do now is just give it all we got, and that's the way it's going to be. That's it, Mother. So um, let's let those see a talk a little bit first. We'll do some Luke 12, 12. So, see, listen, according to Leviticus chapter uh, 17, verse 11, the light of the person is in their blood. That would mean life of the flesh is in the blood. The, your life, those on the international side, listen, the life of yourself, it is the blood system that you work in. Hypothetically, I'm going to just ask mother a question before we do Luke 12, 12. Now, mother, if somebody brought you a plant, a flower is in a, it's in a plant bowl, but the flower is laying over, is laying down. Now, you got A, B, C, or D, or one, two, three, four to do. Let's see which one that you're going to pick. A, you're going to, the flower's laying down, you're going to give it coffee. B, you're going to give it pop. C, you're going to give it some um, alcohol. Or you'll give it water. Now, A, B, or C, mother, if a plant is laying over to the side and it brought to you, which one would you give to that plant 
A, B, C, or D. Come on, talk to me, mother. D. What's that, mother? D. You D. give it what? D. Water. Water. You give it water. Yeah. Excellent. Why? Why would you? Why would you not get a plant or uh, pop? Pull pop in there. Uh, pull alcohol in there. Or pull coffee in there. Why? Why would you? Why wouldn't you put A, B, or C in there, mother? Because they're not healthy to pull it. So why is it healthy to pull the plant? Excellent. And mother, and that's what we are. We are greater than plants. If we're going to cure any problem in our body, it got to be water, mother. Water, water reactivates your blood. See, if your blood just running itself, if you don't continue to feed it water, your blood going to get thickened on you. Then you get arthritis, you can get all type of these funny diseases in you because you're not drinking enough water. We got to drink water. So, Mother, when you're around the elderly or those, listen, tell them, listen, your body requires a rejuvenation of water. Do not rejuvenate your body by pouring coffee, pop, alcohol. You're not doing your blood system no good by doing that. But get your blood back to flowing. Get you back out in the work field. You must drink water. Then, mother, you got to do um, uh, the book, the first book of Adam and Eve, 50 verse 4. Then you got to do 50 verse 4 of Adam and Eve. Then we get some Luke 12, 12, mother. We're just going to talk a little bit until those that come on the, on the, on the network, come on on the airways. So then we'll get some Luke 12 in a minute. But then you got to do some first book of Adam and Eve, chapter 50, verse 4. What does it say there, mother? What does it say in 50, verse 4? The book of Adam and Eve, chapter 50, verse 4. And when the day dawned, Adam said unto Eve, Come, and let us go and do some work for our body. See what we got to do, mother. See, we got to do some work for our body. The reason why our joints is all stiff, we don't we don't drink enough water. And another thing, when you got you tell the seniors when they got stiff bodies, legs not working right. You know the little they got some outdoor chairs, little light chairs, they outdoor chairs. And you do you take some little light chairs, mother. This is what you tell them, mother. See, when you're out there, you know, on the field talking to the elderly, you tell them, you can sit down, right? They say, can you sit down? You tell them, can you sit down? Yes. Well, sit down in your chair and, and sit down at the edge of it where you can rock the chair. And you push the chair over a little bit and just go back and forth and then try to Raise up on your toes and hold the chair on both handles and just push it over and keep pushing it. Don't don't fall in it. Don't fall. 
but just sit in a chair and just keep rocking it. And still, you what you're doing, you bend in your knees. You bend in your knees. You helping your thighs. You stretching your legs, and you keep rocking. You might get you so many rocks in. Then you stop it there. You stay in your chair and rest up. Then you hold on that chair again and bend over again on your toes and keep on doing that. All of a sudden, as time progresses on, it'll get more better and better. Because, see, you got to bend your knees to get your legs back strong again. You got to do what they call it, what they call it in gymnastics, they call calisthenics, they call squats. But we know. The average elderly person can't do no squat, can't bend down, period, too much. Okay. Sit down in a chair. Hold the both handles. And just bend over. Stay in the chair and just lift the chair back legs up a little bit and just keep rocking in there. And what you're doing, you're strengthening your legs. And as you do so many, you get... So many in on one day, and keep doing till you increase your and do it. Get a little bit more. Get a little bit more. Hey, hey, mother, you understand what those seals just got through saying, mother? Yes, I understand what you're saying. But I stand up and get mad. I hold on to something. Okay, good. That's a great thing, mother. But but you got a lot of mother can't stand up. They can't right. stand up. Right. So you got a lot of people who cannot stand up and do nothing. So wow. we talking about the one that can't stand up and they can't do nothing. Tell them they can get it to run them little light chairs, but push, push the, the, the boo-boo a little bit all the way to the edge and hold on to both uh, chair arms and just, just, just rock it up and back down up and back down. What they're doing, that's working your legs, putting strength in your legs. That's putting strength in your knees. Then, so now, that's what you tell them, the one that say, well, listen, I I can't do nothing but sit in this chair. Okay. Can you bend that chair over a little bit? Yes, I can bend over a little bit. Okay, do that. Hold on to both handles. And just bend over a little bit, bend over a little bit, and keep bending over a little bit. What you're doing, you're strengthening your back, the butts, the legs, the knees, the legs. You're starting to get some movement in there. And then as time progresses on, as time progresses on, you'll get stronger in your legs. But then you tell them, mother, Getting strong in your legs, but we got to have wisdom of Solomon 16, verse 12. What is saying wisdom of Solomon 16, 12, mother? <laughs> the book of wisdom of Solomon, chapter 16, verse 12. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 16, verse 12. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 16, verse 12, read. But it was neither herb nor modified 
plaster that restored them to health. But the word of Yahweh, which heals all things. You see it?
25. What it says in Exodus 23, verse 25. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Verse 25 reads, And ye shall serve Yahweh, your Yahweh, and he shall bless that bread and that water, and I will take sickness away from thee. You see that, mother? So he says, he said, and ye should serve, but you got to serve Yahweh if you want Yahweh to take away sickness from you. You got mm-hmm. problems. You want your mighty one to kick in. You got to serve him. See, once you serve him, that's when he takes sickness away from you. See, you got to serve him. Mm-hmm. As long as we don't serve him, mother, then we just out there, we just out there, we just out there on the crapshoot. He said, yeah. See, Moses was telling the children of Israel, you got to serve him. Then he'll take the sickness away from you if you serve him. But, but you can't be, uh, let's get a precept on that, mother. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Mm-hmm. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 15. See, we got to serve him. So most of you around the seniors, and you tell them like it is. Listen, you got to serve this man. You can't just all of a sudden on talk that talk. I can tell you how you get back on your feet and how you sit in a chair and, and you just walk and walk the back legs up and just keep on bending and you get a chance to strengthen your legs. And you drink a lot of water, and that water starts breaking through. It's like a pot. And you're going to burn your pot up. Oh, my goodness. I just burnt my pot up. So what you do? You take that same pot, and you, you, you fill up full of water, and you let it sit overnight. And now you notice the next day, all that, it, it gets so, so loose, and you take any kind of thing and scrape it up now. That's the same thing out our body. We got to keep replenishing our bodies with water. We can't be continue to be drinking everything but what Yahweh made you water. Water recovers you. Water freshens your body. You got a pair of pants or a skirt or a dress and it's dirty. How are you going to make that come back to life? In water, right? Right. Your body must assume to replenish your inside, your body, for whatever problem you got in your body, any type of disease in your body. Water, exercise, but yuckwise a hunt. You start breaking all that battleground up. See, we have the answer for you. But we keep telling you, you can't come up another way. You've got to keep Yahweh's law. You must drink at least, uh, before you lay down, no less than a half a gallon of water. Matter of fact, when you go to the hospital, and you know when they rush you into the hospital, what do the first thing they do as soon as they get you in the, in, in the hospital? 
they hook you up to the IV machine, and that IV ain't number one. All they're doing is putting water. They already know you're dehydrated. Uh, uh, dehydrated. They already know that already. The first thing they do is hook you up and start putting water in you. Because they know you they know you was at home just drinking orange juice, pop, coffee, tea. They knew you done everything. He knows already you done everything but drop drop water. So the first thing they do in a hospital, they hook you up to a machine and put the IVs in you. And all they putting in you is water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say you got a problem with your back, they all do a shoot water in your back. You got a problem with your legs, they shoot water in your legs. That's all they're doing. So we're telling you now, you ain't got to have the aches and pain in your body. Yahweh first, Yahweh sent that word. He said, if you serve him, He'll make sure he'll take care of his business. You gotta serve this man. You gotta serve this man. So now I hear he's here now, um, mother. So we're gonna bring our hill and tell y'all about the broadcast. And then we continue to get something going on. No doubt about it. We're gonna bring our hill in, mother. And when you meet our elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Field. One of the hills out of Camp One, two, three, four, five, six. No doubt about it. Elder Mr. Hill. Yaqua did you see right. And Yaqua bless you, see as well as he will. Hallelujah. Yaqua. All right, Dale. Are you you hallelujah? Well, me and the mothers was um around. We know our hill will be a few minutes late. But now our hill is here to tell you all about the broadcast. And all the good things that, that Yahweh stored on him to tell this national audience over 900,000 strong. So, it'll take your time and, and do your part in some dust says Yahweh on take 59. Come on. Well, once again, Yahweh washes here, Israel. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And it's always a pleasure to be among a cast of hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And that's always a good thing. You know, because you often hear us say we're looking to build a school. And the school is to do some teaching. The teaching has to be done the correct way so that the student learns. And the student of Yaqua must be educated spiritually-wise and word-wise from the Bible so he can travel a straight path to get to that gate of righteousness as mentioned in the book of Matthew, chapter 7 verse 13 and 14. you got to get there because there's too much leeway for wrong teaching. Leads you into the fire one way and deep water in the other way. You always hear me say a teacher can't learn from the students because he's always given wise counsel. And that's very true. But having knowledge, he even gains more experience by teaching. And this shows in all the six camps that teach the word of Yahweh. But we have to be aware by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, which you often hear us mention during this program, we're given the knowledge to know we have many out there that camouflage their evil or confused teaching and overly loud bump the guns contest for righteous learning, especially when they think they're right. They even get louder. 
even using Bible scriptures as verbal weapons. Well, this is the reason why we're here, to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bunch of gums, and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending our live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We come to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Learning how to connect the books, your health, foods that you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days, and much more. We do all this because you have not. And this is the information that you have came to seek and have to look no further. You have found it now in the voices of the Trizalites, tribe of Yadav. We open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on our normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, Sabbath class we do have. Top part of Sabbath is Friday. The class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. Temple class we have at 12 p.m. And online class, once again, at 2 to 5 p.m. Until the temple members desire to leave. We even have a website address. To get there, Enatribeyada.com. After clicking it, once again, look for tribeyada.com. Dash Israelites. Doing this will take you to a big line where you'll see some choices. One will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Any other device you might see menu. But after clicking that, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offering. And doing so, remember what it says. In the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua, you kindness of the people. Give unto the aqua glory and strength. 8. Give unto the aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahqua loves a cheerful giver. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus. Chapter 27, verse 30. And once again, mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you just as Yahqua alive. Also for building a school, which I mentioned earlier. A banquet hall radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program. Also while there, don't forget to check the calendar. It will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible these days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program, which is available during our live broadcast time. To get there, enter three words on that search line, Aqua Radio Live. And after clicking it, look for Voices of the Trizolites, try to that up. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into a live online broadcast. Now, we also have a few numbers you can call with Jack Online. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number where you can call and leave those messages on Bible scriptures that you may have, which can be answered by anyone of the six and accounts of God's ministry. 
But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to give you a reminder. You won't hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling that number, you can order the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station Stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and answering many memos. And even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only have a discouraging clip followed by a dial tone. Now, if you haven't missed the beginning of our program, you can always catch the entire show today at 9.15 p.m., except Friday's program time will be repeated after 10.30. And to do that, in three words, once again, Yahweh Radio Live. And then look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Travel that down. Choose the program that you are late logging into, or any previous day you see that you would like to listen. Also, during our normal broadcast, broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Peloton, which can be logged in by your phone, tablet, computer, even on your smartwatch. Just make sure you've got the Peloton app downloaded. We'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for voices of the two Israelites, Travis.com. You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. The Aqua's work will also be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer the on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, writing a shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if our talk ends before teaching time, our teaching will continue on Peloton. But a continuing reminder that I find is very important to give. When we are given scriptures to speak by the seer, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not to have confusion. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up in the Bible but make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And so we can start to do just that. We'll pass our program back to us here as well and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, that's excellent. Hallelujah, that's excellent. Hey, we're going to get one more in, then we're going to re-bring the broadcast back up, get that Luke 12 trail waiting on the mother. Let's uh, give me one more Jeremiah 30, verse 17. And 30, verse 17, our mother, mother Eve. So once again, we, we want to be clear that the voices of the two Israelites, the six anointed camps, we have your will to get back to you. But remember what the centurion says in Matthew 8, 8. He says, just send the word. I know my servant will be healed by the word. 
So you got to have the word first. We can tell you all the good stuff to do. And just like Mother gave an illustration about A, B, C, or D. If somebody brought you a plant and the plant was laying over to the side, a flower pot, and the flower was laying over to the side, which one would you do? A, pour some coffee into the flower pot. B, pour some pop in there. C, pour some whiskey in there. Or D, put some water in there. Which one, what would you do immediately if the flower was laying over? Mother, mother, this is here. What they fall do is, is do number four. D, put water in it. That's the same thing about our body. If you want your body, you got to keep rejuvenating your body with the water. In a run of a day, you're supposed to at least be on a food, consume at least no less than a half a gallon to a gallon per day. Even you had to put a, a pot on the side of your bed. Because what you remember, the most, when you lay down, your blood gets healed. It's stretched out. If it ain't got no water in it, it's going to thicken. Your blood pressure going to be high. But if you got that water in your body, that water will keep rejuvenating your blood. You keep putting that water into your system, it'll rejuvenate your blood. You start feeling things that, that haven't been moving in a long time, like your toes. I know some brothers got their fingers. They they can't feel nothing. I said, brother, you really can't feel nothing. You're not drinking enough water. Your wrist all the way down to your fingers, it stopped up because there's no water getting to it. You got to drink you a gallon of water a day. Again, you got to do what Mother read in, in the book of Genesis 50, verse 4. You got to do some work for your body to circulate that water. Remember, and again, in 1711 of Leviticus, the life of the person is the blood. Your life is the blood. If you terminate your blood, that's why you feel the sick. You know, there's another illustration. One more illustration, then we, we, get, we get this. Now, here, here, here is, show you for example. Here is two big gorillas. One big gorilla, they fed him steak, eggs, rice, mashed potatoes, and <laughs> gave him uh, a pop. And got him, got him full of that. The other big gorilla, they let him eat fruit, vegetables, and drink spring water. And they brought both the caves together and let them out. The one that had the steak, mashed potatoes, and rice, and the pot went close to the one that was eating fruit and vegetables and clean water. And as soon as he raised his hand up, the other big 
gorilla that was eating fruits and vegetables just pushed him over. He just fell out. He had no strength in him at all. You know why? He was feeding him contrary to his nature. You don't give no gorilla no steak, eggs, and potatoes and rice. You give him fruits and vegetables. The one that has fruits and vegetables in his system just puts the other big gorilla down. See? That's the same thing we're telling you. If you want to restore your body, you got to flip it. The gorilla and the elephant is two of the strongest beasts it is. They don't eat no steak, eggs, and potatoes and rice. Steak, <laughs> eggs, and, and, and a side, a big dish of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> oh, so, man. You're going to restore your body. You got to go green food. You must go water, and you got to do work for your body. What did Paul say? Hey, hey Mother Eve, so I'm going to get ready to read a verse. What did Paul say in 927 of 1 Corinthians? Uh, Mother Eve, what did, what did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 927? This is called the New Testament, so-called New Testament. What did Paul say in 9.27 of 1 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. But I keep under my body. And bring it into subjection. Just that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. You see, he said, he said, I keep my body up under subjection. That means I make sure I got fruit, vegetables, and water in my yakwa before me. He said, I got all that going for me at the time of point. Yeah, that's the problem we make it. Listen, we don't have to be in this kind of pain. We don't have to be the elderly people cannot help themselves. They got to have some words. And like, I, and like, like mother and myself were talking earlier, they got to sit down in a chair and bend over and, and start rocking in a chair, holding the arms, and so building a blood system up and get away from that pot, coffee. If you're going for the wind, you can put tea down. Just go straight water. As much as you can get in your system in the run of a day, if you have a pot next to your bed, you want that water to be all in your system, working in your sleep. You might get up every hour and find your pot. Why not find your pot every hour then it be in pain all day long? Shoot. Be in pain all day long. Can't do no more than roll you down to out there and watch people move around, then roll you back up 
and all that. You ain't got to go out like that. You ain't got to go out like that. You can you can get in the, you can get in the middle of this, but, but you gotta pay attention and listen. Hey, mother, get these two scriptures out the way, mother. Then we're gonna they're gonna bring out here and give Luke twelve or twelve, and then Elder, you gonna give me something after that. We'll find out in a minute. So, what are we getting ready to read, mother? The last scripture you give me was Leviticus eleven, Leviticus seventeen eleven.
before we uh let's read seventeen eleven in Leviticus, the Elder. Leviticus seventeen, and let's analyze this seventeen eleven. Leviticus chapter seventeen, verse eleven, Elder, Mr. Chaos, come out. In the book of Leviticus, chapter seventeen, reading verse eleven says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to life. you. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. For the life of a person is your blood system. For the life of your body is your blood system. If your blood gets determinated, you're not going to feel right. So how do you keep your blood circulating right? By feeding your blood system no less than a half a gallon, three quarters of water to a gallon per day. When you go to the hospital, the first thing they'll ask you nothing. They stick IVs in you. they already know you weren't drinking no water. The first thing they do is stick IVs in you. Put, put water back into your system. They're not going to tell you that because they make their money. But the first thing they're going to do is stick them IVs in you and your back and everything else trying to get water to your inside. And that's what we're trying to tell you. You can avoid all that by taking a quart in your hand and drink at least three no less than two. But if you're in bad shape, three to four per day. In the run of a day, make sure you're drunk about three, four quarts of water. Even you got to have a nice pan by your bed because you got to get that toxic out your body. If you got no feelings in your hand, your toes don't work, your feet all swole up and it's uh, tight, so because ain't no water getting to it. The doctor is never going to tell you what the boss up to look like, I'm telling you. Okay. So now, Ella, let's look at First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12 down to verse 25. Let's see if we learn. Let's find out what, what can we learn out of this in First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12 down to verse 25. What can I say that? Elder Mr. T of Israel, come out. And the book of 1 Corinthians. Book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, reading verse 12 to verse 25. 12 says, For as the body is one, and had many members, and all the members of that one body being many, are one body. Also is Yahweh the Son. 13. For by the Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. And I have been all made to drink into one spirit. 14. For the body is not one member, 
but many. 15. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? 16. If an ear say, shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of a body? 17. If the whole body were an eye, where were the where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? Eighteen. But how has Yahweh set the members, every one of them in the body, as it had pleased him? Nineteen. And if they were all one member, where were the body? Twenty. But now are they all members, yet but one body? Twenty-one. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need for thee. Nor, again, can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. Twenty-two. Nay, much more those members of the body, which seem to be more feeble, are necessary. Twenty-three. And those members of the body, which we think be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. 24. For our comely parts have no need for Yahweh, had tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. 25 that there should be no schism in the body, and that the members should have one same care for one another. Uh-huh. No schism in the body. What do you mean in the members? That goes double fold, talking about it. But it's talking basically about every part of your body plays a part. Every part that's on your body plays a part. Your hand can't say that uh, since I'm the hand, I want to be the eye. No, every part of your body plays a part, and that's why we try to tell us in a in a ministry, everybody plays a part. We got fear, elders, mothers, teachers, family members. It's all a part. Everybody got a role to play. And everybody, once they come together as one and no skills in the body, then Yahweh will show the next hand. Every member is important to your body. If you remove the one of your toes, you will feel the effect all through your body by one of your toes is removed. See? Your body, no schism in the body. So we have to find out how to keep this, this body and the body of the six anointed camp all the same thing, ready to, to be talking this Bible in grand style because it's a big job ahead of us. But we got to use important if you are whatever part, role you play, you just as important. Everybody fit together as one, and that's how it's going to work. See, good. 
Let's go to Psalm Elder chapter 2, 1 down to verse 5. We're going to Psalm chapter 2, 1 down to verse 5. Let's listen, let's listen to a little bit of this right here. Psalm, David is the angels visiting David in the thousand B.C. He's going to tell David some good stuff in chapter 2, 1 down to verse 5. It'll come out. In the book of Psalms, looking at chapter 2. Reading verses 1 to verse number 5. Verse number 1 says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? 2. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Yahweh and against his anointed, anointed, saying, 3. Let us break their bands Asunder And cast away their cords from us For He that sitteth In the heavens shall laugh The Yahweh shall have them In desertion Five Then shall he speak Unto them his wrath And vex them In his sore displeasure Displeasure So you see what the nations are saying Come on, let's cut them off. Let's <laughs> cut them off. Let's so discord among them. So all the nations know that so discord among you to keep you from knowing who you really are and your responsibility. So you got to, they're going to always sow discord, trap you up, having you imagine a vain thing. Now, how do now you imagine the vain thing? Anytime you think Sunday is the day of worshiping, you have imagined a vain thing. Because the black day, Mother Eve, is Genesis 2, verse 3. What does it say there, Mother? Let's read the blessed day of the Bible. See, you can imagine a vain thing when you think you worshiping him on the wrong day. The Bible tells you exactly what day to worship him on. And Genesis chapter 2, I mean, uh, when I say 2 verse 3, what is that, yeah. Mother? 2 verse 3. The book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he has rested from all his work which Yahweh created and made. So the blessed day is the seventh day. The blessed day is not the first day of the week. See, that's why we, now we imagine a vain thing, and just like going on your job and doing contrary to what the boss tells you, you not to get a paycheck. The same thing he's trying to tell you. You got to keep the Sabbath day. See? And the Sabbath day starts Friday night to Saturday night. It ain't got nothing to do with the first day of the week. First day of the week was giving you by a vain thing. So that's why we have to watch everything and break things down with where there's no problem. But always we gotta break it down, mother. We gotta we gotta remember what got written in Isaiah eight verse twenty. Hey, hey mother E, what can we read in Isaiah eight verse twenty? Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. Read. 
Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. To the bottom and to the testimony, if thou speak not according to this word, it is because there is no right in them. You say you got to use the law and the testimony. The law and the testimony. If you don't use the law and the testimony, there's no light in you. That means you got to use the Old Testament and the New Testament. You got to see what's saying in, whatever's saying in the New Testament was already said in the Old Testament. So you got to use both sides of the book. If you don't, there's no light in you. And what do that mean, Mother? No light in you. And First John chapter 5 on the right side of the book, 5 to 8. Let's see what that means, Mother Mother E. What that means by you got no light in you? First John chapter 1 on the right side of the book, 5 to 8. What do that mean that we can read with a precept? First John chapter 1, 5 to 8. If you don't use the law in a testimony, it's no light in you. What's that mean, Mother? Come on. First John chapter 5, 5 to 8. Yes, ma'am. First John, right side of the book. Chapter 1, verse 5 down to verse 8. What's that supposed to mean, Mother? First John, chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. Verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that Yahweh is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Yahweh the Son, the blood of Yahweh the Anonymous, his Son, Cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8. 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 He said, if you don't use the law in a testimony, it's no light in you. That means you got no Yahweh the Son nor the Father in you. You got to use both sides of the book, the law and the testimony. Because if you don't use that, it's no light in you. Now, listen to this. Hey, Marie, now watch, watch what Paul says. And here we have me, Colossians chapter 1, 5, 15 down to verse 18. Colossians 1, 15 down to verse 18. Listen, hey, hey Mother E, listen what Yahweh told Paul to say in Acts chapter 24, verse 14. 
you got to use the law and the testimony. Look what we can read in Acts 24, verse 14. What does that have, Mother E? Book Acts, chapter 24, verse 14. The book of Acts, chapter 24, verse 14. Verse 14 reads, But this I confess unto thee, that after the faith which they call Hashri, for which I, the Yahweh of my fathers, believe in all things which are written in the law and in the field. You see that? Paul says he believes all things that's written in the law and the field. So Paul is letting you know, stop teaching that I'm only teaching one side of the book. Paul said, no, I believe the law and the field. Let's go to Acts, Mother, 26, verse 22. See, Paul talks the whole book. But they got Paul now just being a New Testament Christian. But see, that's, that's that. That's the children of Israel imagine a vain thing. That was called a vain thing. See? A vain thing. Let's um, look at Acts 26, 22, Mother, what it say? The book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 22. Having therefore obtained help of Yahweh, I continue unto this day. Witnesses both to small and great, saying none other thing in those which they hear and most get faith to come. You say, Mother, you say, everything I said, he said, everything I said came from what Moses and the seer said. He said, I continue to this day quote everything that they said, that's what he quoted. See that? See, nobody reads these parts. They got Paul being a New Testament Christian. Paul don't know about no New Testament Christian. He said he believed everything Moses got written and the fear. Let's get one more on that point, Mother. And Acts chapter 28, verse 23. Give another shot at that point. Another precept. Acts 28, verse 23. What's that, Mother E? Look at Acts chapter 28, verse 23. Acts 28, verse 23 reads, And when they had appointed him a day, there came <coughs> to him into his lodging. To whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of Yahweh, presumptuous. Then he testified about the kingdom. Go ahead. Persuaded them concerning Yahweh, both out of the law of Moses and out of the. Fear from morning to evening. 
You see that, Mama? So they got Paul as a New Testament Christian, and Paul said he was quoting everything that the seals had on rope and what Moses had on rope. See, I told you, see, we got a lot. We got a big job ahead of us. They got Paul doing things that he don't know nothing about. If you if you woke Paul up and said, "Man, you a New Testament Christian," he said, "What is that?" He wouldn't have a clue what's going on. Hey, although we know you're holding Colossians 1, 15 to 18. But I want to go back to Psalms for a minute because I need a precept out of Psalms, hey, Let's come back to that Psalms chapter 2, and I, and I want to find out something else with a precept. Come back to Psalms chapter 2, Elder, and pick up at, at 1 again, and let's read down until we get our point. Because then we're going to do a little precept. Then we go on to some Colossians 1, 15 to 18. Psalms chapter 2, verse 1. Come on back again, Elder. Come on. And the book of Psalms, chapter 2, starting at verse number 1. One says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? Two, the kings of the earth set themselves and the Rulers take counsel together against the Yahweh and against his anointed, saying, Three, let us break their bands as under and as cast away their cords from us. Good. Right there. Good. You see the, you see the heathen say they're going to do? Let us, let us break their bands, unity. Let's take that Bible away from them. And let's cast the cord away from them. All the information. Let's show discourse. Let's do everything they can to break them up from knowing who they are. Now who would do now who is who would do such a thing want to cut the children of the book off from knowing who they are and sow discord among them? To keep them disinvolvulated by telling them every day is a worship day, but never tell them the blessed day is the seventh day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. Who would do this right here? Let's see if we find out, uh, Elder, and Psalm 83. Let's see when you precept your Bible, who will sow discord to the children of Israel by name and cut them off from being whoever they is, who is the top and ruler and that mischievous information. Speak of the Psalms 83, verse 1. We'll read down until we get our point. Psalms 83, verse 1. Let's put a name on who David was prophesizing about. Psalms 83, verse 1. Let's read with it. Come on, everybody. Psalms chapter 83, starting at verse 1. One says, Keep not thou silence, O Yahweh. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O Yahweh. Two, for lo, thy enemies make a tomb, and they may hate thee, have lifted up the head. Three, they have taken crafty counsel against thy people, and consulted against thy hidden ones. Four, 
They have said, come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Five, well, they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. Six, the tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagarites. Seven. Good. 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 The tabernacle of Edom is the number one perpetrator. The tabernacle of Edom is the number one perpetrator of cutting you off from being a nation. The number one that David was getting a prophecy in a thousand BC that the number one enemy to you will be Esau, Jacob's brother. That's the one that got all the rest of the nations together, the, the, the Arab, the Chinese, and the sinners of Ham. All that in verse number six. So they have so discord all around the world and it's all about keeping you confused on who you really are. So there you go. David was told about this in a thousand BC. And David was told the one that gonna wanna cut you off is Edom. Mm-hmm. Which means red pot. But Esau. Jacob whose name was changed to Israel's brother. That's the one that cut you off from being a nation. That's the one worked everybody else up. He went down to Arab, Ishmael, your uh, Israelite uncle. They got the Arab. Then they went down Moab, which is called the Chinese and the Japanese. I worked them over. Then he went and got the Hamites, the Hagarines, the Hamites. See, it is so, it's already written who have duped you in, see, royal. And we come to, we come to, um, help me out. What verse I need? We come to, hey, Elder, in the book of Psalms, we come to do something, Elder. Help those, I'm struggling right now, Elder. The seal is struggling right now, but he's looking for a precept on what we come to do. In the book of Psalms, around about 64, Elder, you know, uh, those seal is struggling right now, but make it 69, verse 4. So, in 69, verse 4, Elder, Let's see what we come to do that we can read. Psalm 69, verse 4. What do we read, Elder? In the book of Psalms, chapter 69, verse number 4, says, They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of mine head. They that would destroy me, being my enemies wrongfully, are mighty than I then I restored that which I took not away. 
He said, I might. Then I restored that which I took not away. He said, I didn't take this book from you. I didn't take my rules and revelation from you. We come to restore back to you what you've been cut short on. We try to get you out of that vain thinking, Judah, so you can activate the other 11 tribes. So we we try to come and give you back what the Almighty did not take away from you. You took away yourself. You, he said plainly, Elder, and 2848, he made a profound statement out of Deuteronomy 2848. What did he say you can read in 2848, Elder, Mr. Tibbs? What did he say in Deuteronomy 2848? Come on. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, looking at verse number 48. Well, make it 46. Make it 46 down to verse 48. Let's build a little meal on it. Verse 46 to 48. What does it say? 46 to 48. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 28, reading verses 46 to 48. 46 says, And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. 47, because thou servest not the Yahweh, the Yahweh, with joyfulness and with gladness of mind, for the abundance of all things. 48, therefore thou shalt serve thine enemies, which the Yahweh shall sin against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness. And in, and in what all things he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he has destroyed thee. Yeah. So he said, um, this going to be a sign on, on who he's talking to. And this going to be a sign. What what sign going to be on you, who he's talking to? What these signs mean in verse number 16 of 28 chapter 11, what these signs mean? He said, I'm going to put a sign on you. What are you talking about, Elder, that we can read in verse 15 and 16? Let's read verse 15 and 16. What is the sign going to be on what a people that live? He's going to put a sign on you. And you're going to serve your enemy. What is the sign going to be on this people as a nation? Uh, Deuteronomy 28, 15, and 16, what does it say? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 and 16. 15 says, But there shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Yahweh, the Yahweh, to observe and do all his commandments, and his statutes, which I have commanded thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. 16. Curse shall I be in the city, and curse shall I be in the field. You see that? So now, whatever sign is on this people, 
that signed according to verse 15 and 16, what is, what is the sign going to be on this people as a nation? What word did he use that, that, that stands out? Elder or mother, you can answer the Y'all answer the question. What sign is going to be on them according to verse 15 and 16? What sign as a nation is going to be on them? I need one word out of verse 15 and 16. What one word it is? Okay. What sign is going to be on them? One word. Okay. Say it again, mother. A curse. <laughs> exactly right. A curse. A curse gonna be on this nation of people. And it will be a sign. The sign he talk about is a curse. You gonna you the sign he's talking about in forty six is a curse on a whole nation of people. And El, what he say gonna do to this nation of people in verse twenty five? Verse number twenty five says, "The Yahweh shall cause thee to be smited before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them, and flee seven ways before them, and shall be removed into all." The kingdom of the earth. You see that? He said, he said, you will be smitten. You're going to smite you. You're going to be smitten. And you're going to be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. You see that? So whoever's got the curse on them, they're going to be smitten and removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. So whoever these cursed people is, you can find them in every kingdom of the earth. Now, when the system on account precept that verse, Elder, we'll know exactly what you're talking about by going to Amos chapter 9, verse 10. We'll know exactly who are these people you're talking about when you precept the Bible. Amos chapter 9, verse 10, Elder, can give us a, a light, a eye-opening on who he's talking about. Matter of fact, read 9, 9 just to make it sound good, and 10. See, all we got to do is sit around those that's not in the section on account and meet them where they at. But the people that got the curse on them, they're going to be in every nation up under the sun, and they're going to be scattered to every nation up under the sun. Then you precept your Bible to Amos 9, 9, and 10, and look what we got. Come on, El. The book of Amos, chapter 9, reading verse 9 and verse 10. Mine says, For lo, I will, com- I will command, and I will shift the house of Israel among all the nations like as corn is shifted in a sleeve. Yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. Ten, 
all the sins of my people shall die by the sword, which say, which say the evil shall not overtake or prevent us. Yeah. So according to verse 9 and 9, Elder, who by name is the people going to be scattered to every nation upon the sun and find himself serving his enemy because he will have a curse upon him? According to Amos 9, verse 9, who is these people that that fit that we read in Deuteronomy? 28, verse 46. What sign going to be on them? And Moses said, that's a curse. What people out of the 18 nations fit that according to Amos 9, verse 9? The family of Israel. The family mm-hmm. of the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. The family of the 12 tribes of Israel. That's who fit that prophecy. So now when you read Deuteronomy with the precept, it tells you exactly who the people that he's talking about. He was talking to the children of Israel. He was not talking to no other nation but the children of Israel. They're going to be scattered, and they're going to lose all their identity Look at WCC says. Well, how <laughs> how do we know to DNA uh, to, uh, to how do we know? Well, WCC World Council Turkey. How do you know? Well, the Bible tells us how we know. Let's find out, mother. In Romans chapter 8, verse 16, how do we know who the people is? Let's see what Romans chapter 8, verse 16. What does it say we can read, Moses, chapter, Romans chapter Romans. 8 for the WCC, World Council of Churches? How do we know who the children of Israel is today? That would be asking. Let's see what we can read in Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of Yahweh. The Spirit. The, read that again, Mother. Hey, Mother, you read that with, uh, with authority, too. I like that. Read that again, Mother. With, what, according to 8, 16. The book of Romans, chapter 8, the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 16. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of Yahweh. I guess um, the spirit bears witness, we are the people. See, the spirit bears witness. What spirit bears witness, Mother? Please up that to Proverbs 123. What spirit bears witness that we are the children of Yahweh? Listen to that Bible talk. The spirit bears witness. What spirit, Mother? Proverbs one twenty three. The book of Proverbs, chapter one, verse twenty three. 
Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23 reads. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will make known my word unto you. Because we can read in this Bible, the spirit of this Bible bear witness. The word that we read, we know we are the people. From the signs, from the curses, from the schism in the body, we know we are the people. Because everything that's contrary to the world today fits the children of the book. Now, I need I need I need another hit on that, mother. Cause Paul has to pull that somewhere. Let's go do the. Let's go to St. John chapter eleven, mother. Let's go to St. John chapter eleven, mother. Cause Paul has to pull that from somewhere. We are the children of Yahweh. We got now. We got to precept that a little bit, mother. We're going to St. John chapter 11 and verse number 49 to 52. Let's see if we precept that a little bit and find out a little bit more about these children of Yahweh. Who behind showing discord and misteaching? St. John chapter 11, verse 49 down to verse 52. Let's get that up. St. John chapter 11, verse 49 to 52. Verse 49. That's right. And one of, and one of them named Cephas, being the high priest, that same year said unto them, Ye know nothing at all. Verse 50. Nor consider that it is extended for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perishes not with the one. And this speaks not of himself but he has that year he prophesied that Yahweh the Son should die for that nation. So 62. And not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of Yahweh that were scattered abroad. Wow. He going to gather children of uh, Yahweh that scattered abroad. Well, now, Mother, that, that's a lot of good talking right there. So he gets what to do again. To keep precepting the Bible. So he says, the children of Yahweh is scattered abroad. That what they is. They scattered. Who is the children of Yahweh that scattered? Let's see if we read that in James 1 1, mother. Who is the children of Israel? I mean, I ain't thinking about no Israel. Who is the children that is scattered? 
abroad. They are the children of Yahweh. Let's find out when you precept your Bible, who are we talking about in James 1.1? Let's see if it's in James 1.1. Okay. Book of James, chapter 1, verse 1. Book of James, chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of Yahweh. And of and of Yahweh the Son, who declared tribes which are scattered abroad. Oh, the twelve tribes are scattered. Now we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Let's keep let's keep precepting that mother. Let's keep let's keep precepting. So now we got to the twelve tribes that scattered. Oh. Let's go to Genesis 49, 28. Let's keep, let the Bible tell the story. Let's find out about the children of Yahweh that are scattered. So now we, they talk about the 12 tribes. What 12 tribe? What's their name? Let's go to Genesis 49, 28, mother. Book of Genesis, chapter 49, verse 28. Look at Genesis chapter 49, verse 28. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is it, that their father speaks unto them and bless them, everyone according to his blessing, bless them. So you see how you take care of business. And the key is taking care of business of Yahweh just precepting your Bible. That's why we know we are the children of Yahweh. Now, mother, give me one more. In Revelation 21, 10, 11, and 12. One more, mother. Revelation 21, verse 10, 11, and 12. See, listen, listen on account. We know you're going to review the tape later on. When they ask you, how do you know that you is Israel? Because the curse is on the nation of these people, right? Yes. Then you keep precepting your Bible and show exactly what he's talking about. So now in the end time, prophecy 21, Mother, get ready to read 10 down to verse 12. What's that, that Mother E? Book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 10 to 12, verse 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the righteous Yahweh Judah, descending out of heaven from, from Yahweh, having the glory of Yahweh and her life was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear and crystal, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gate twelve ministering spirits, laying written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of Israel, of the children of Israel. Excellent. 
So that new Judah, the kingdom of Yahweh is coming down from heaven. See that? And that is coming down from heaven and what it represents is the twelve tribes of Israel. So you see when you precept this Bible, six anointed cap, it'll take clear unrebukable that you know you are the children of the book when you precept your Bible. Now, I'm going to get another, another case in front of the word they're going to use, Elder. They're going to use the word, and we're going to, and we're going to precept and find out exactly. See, that the game changes, six and on account, it's the precept. If you precept your Bible, the Bible will run you right into the answer, unrebukable, when you precept. We're going to do the Romans 33, verse 1, and we'll read you and get a third name, Elder. Do the Romans 33, and we'll pick up verse number 1. Let's see if we can get out. Let's read a bit to get a point. Then we're going to um, do some precepts to come up with some answers. What is he saying in Deuteronomy 33, verse 1 and 2? What are you saying there, Elder? Come on. Okay. I'm going to do Deuteronomy chapter 33, reading verses 1 and verse number 2. One says, and this is a blessing. By which Moses, the man of Yahweh, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, The Yahweh came from Sinai and rose up from Zaire unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paro and came with ten thousand of saints. From his right hand went a fiery law for them. Wait a minute. Well, that's a whole lot of information in that verse, Elder. In verse 2, he says, and he, and he said, Yahweh came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. What, 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 what was he doing over there in Seir, uh, Elder? That's fine. What was he doing in Seir? I mean, oh, I Moses say, when Yahweh comes, he's going to stop off in fear. What is that? What is it? You mean Moses knew he was going to stop off in fear? What is he talking about, Elder? Let's go to Ezekiel 35, 1 down in verse 5. Let's basically run this down. What is he talking about in verse 2 of Deuteronomy? And he said... And Yahweh came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. What is he going down in Seir? Let's see by precept in the Bible and find out what is he doing in Seir. S-E-I-R. What is he doing in 35th chapter, 1 down to verse 8? Let's read back in Take a child there and put a little more bass in your bar there, else we can bring this out for the national audience. What is Yahweh doing in C? 
fear. Let's find out right now in the 35th chapter, one, one down to verse 8. Of Ezekiel, come on. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 35, reading verse 1 to verse number 8. Verse number 1 says, Moreover, the word of the Yahweh came unto me, saying, Two, son of man, set thy face against Mount Seir, and prophesize against it. Three, and say unto it, Thus says the Yahweh, Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against thee, and I will stretch out mine hand against thee, and I will make thee most desolate. Four, I will lay thy cities waste, and thou shalt be desolate. And thou shalt know that I am the Yahweh. Five, because thou hast a perpetual hatred and hast shed the blood of the family of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time that their iniquity had an end. Six, mm-hmm. therefore, as I live, saith the Yahweh, I will prepare thee unto blood, and blood shall pursue thee. Sit thou and not hate hate his blood, even blood shall pursue thee. Seven, thus I will make Mount Sierra most desolate, and I will cut it off, cut from it him that passeth out, and him that returneth. Eight, and I will fill his mountains with his slain men in thy hills, and in thy valleys, and in thy rivers shall they fall, that are slain with the sword. Uh, verse 9, and, and, and verse 9, i got to put in 9, Edel. Thank you. Verse 9. Okay, verse number 9 says, I will make thee perpetual desolations, and thy city shall not return, and you shall know that I am the Yahweh. Oh, you mean in the 1400s B.C., Moses wrote about Yahweh coming down to Mount Seir and whooping Mount Seir, and Mount Seir is Esau and his five sons, translated today as the white man and the white woman. You mean... It was written way back in 1400 that when Yahweh bust these clouds and come down, he's going to stop wherever Mount Seir is, which is a the land that Esau and his five sons told to be at. But the people is the one that done the damage to the children of Israel. He said, since you love blood, Esau in the five sons, blood going to sue you. But when I come get you, it's going to be a, a perpetual whooping. That means you will not be no more. So you mean all this was told to Moses in the 1400 B.C. Then he's going to precept elder. And Isaiah 63, 1 down to verse 9, and a whole lot of good conversation going on. Listen, you're telling me 
that, like Mother tell you to hold on, and you got to stop imagining vain things there, fixing on the camp and those of the national audience. We just found out when Yahweh bust them clouds, he coming to Mount Seir. Mount Seir is just another name for Esau and his five sons. Translated today as the white man and the white woman. He's going to take care of them on a perpetual whooping. That means when he whoop them this time, there'll be no more rulership. Uh, can we uh, plainly see that error? Can we plainly see the word perpetual? Uh, perpetual means no more rulership. Hey, yo, do you do you agree with the theory or you want to add something to that? Come on. Hallelujah. I agree with it. Hallelujah. All right. So let's explain. Hallelujah. So now we're going to Isaiah, chapter 63, 1 through 9, 300. This is Moses in the 1400s. Isaiah in the 700s. So here goes 700 years later, he's going to talk to the seer. Let's see what he says in the 63rd chapter 1 down to verse 9. Take your time, Hill, and just enlighten this national audience over 900,000 plus and counting. Come on. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 63, reading verses 1 to verse number nine. One says, Who is that cometh from Edom? With dyed garments from Boza. Is that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength, that I speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Two, wherefore art thou red and thine apparel? And thy garments like him that threadeth in wine fat. Three, I have trotted the winepress alone, and of the people there was none with me, for I will thread them with mine anger, and trample them with my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. Four. Four. For the day of vintage is in my mind, and the year of my redeemed is come. Five. And I looked, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore, my own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury it upheld me. Six. And I will thread down the people in my anger, and I will make them drunk in my fury, and I will bring down their strength to the earth. Seven, I will mention the loving kindness of the Aqua and the praises of the Aqua according to all that the Aqua had bestowed unto us, and the great goodness toward the family of Israel which he had bestowed upon them according to his mercies and according to the multitude 
of his loving kindness. For he said, surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their savior. Nine, and all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the minister spirit of his presence saved them in his love and in his pity. He redeemed them, and he bared them and carried them all the days of old. Wait a minute. Now, hey, if you want to take a shot at, at, at what's going on in 1 through 9 with that precept of comfort. Uh, mother, y'all want to take a shot at that? Just tell you what the man just said. We read in the 1400s that in 33 verse 2, and he said, Yahweh came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. And now we read in 700 B.C., Isaiah says, who is this? Who is this that come from Esau with dyed garments on? Otherwise, how did you get you came with white garments on, but now they they red. <laughs> Who is this? He said, it's I, mighty to save. I told Moses that I was coming. I told you I was coming. So what is going on here? You mean this Bible is telling that exactly what is he coming to do when he come out of Heaven, according six three one through nine. Hey, you want to take a shot at Elder? Well, I'll get the correct teachings. I'll listen. You you want to take a shot at that? Hey, on on one on one, what? He, who is this that he's whooping? What? What people is this that he whooping? And he whooping so good that his white garment is now looking all red full of blood on What nation is he whooping, Elder? Uh, according to one verse, one out of verse nine. What, what people is he whooping? It looked like he beat up um, Esau real bad. Turned his uh, white garments. Turned his white well, garments uh, well, red. No, no, for the um, national audience, that word is not acceptable. It looked like, because that can go either way. Uh, look what it says in St. John 3.11. Hey, let me come right back. St. John 3.11. What it says in 3.11. John chapter 3, verse number 11 says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak what we do know, and testify that we have seen, that we receive not our witness. Uh-huh. So why we got to speak what we know. We, we, it can't, it looks like it, because that can go either way. In a court of law, that can go either way. Uh, he looked like the person. But the judge will tell you where I don't know then if he, if he looked like it. 
Are you sure he the one? I, I'm not sure he the one, but he looked like the person. And you said case just next. So we got to be clear, especially in front of the national audience, exactly what's going on in one through nine. Who is he whooping with some white garments on, and now his garment is red, and he's coming from, and he right here, in 33 verse 2, he says, of Deuteronomy, and he said, and Yahweh came from Sinai and rose up in fear. Now, that, so there's what that, that's the prophecy of it. Then we get over here and and. Isaiah 63 says, who is this is coming from Esau with that garment? Then he put a name on exactly who Mount Seir is in 63 verse 1. So who he is Esau and his five sons with the precept. He told Moses he going to whoop him way over here in the 1400s. But he said, and Yahweh came from Sinai and rose up from fear. See, now this is where we come in at. Hey, mother, help me out, mother. This is where we come in at, right here. See, this is, so this is a game changer in teaching. Let's run back to the book of Genesis. Let's run back to the book of Genesis. And we're going to teach you when we try this in by letting the Bible talk. And that's going to be the game changer when the school comes, when we go in and let the Bible tell the story. He's coming from Mount, he's coming from Mount Seir. That's the way he's coming from. Now, let's go to, let's precept the Bible, Mother E. We're going to Genesis 33. And pick it up at verse 15 and 16. Listen to this right here. Genesis 33, verse 15 and 16. Look at Genesis, chapter 33, verse 15 and verse 16. Look at Genesis 33, verse 15. And he saw Satan, let me now leave. Some of his folks that are with me. And he said, Put me here. Let me find grace in thy sight of my Yahweh. 16. So Esau returned that day on his way unto Seir. Thank you. He's out there what? He returned where? To fear. Oh! So that's Esau he whooping. Esau returned back to fear. So fear and Esau is interchangeable. What he's whooping is the white man and the white woman. It is ready. So Esau returned that day on his way unto Seir. Seir is the land that Yahweh gave Esau. So who Yahweh going to be whooping with his white garments on, 
turning red. We got to be precise. Who we going to whoop is Esau and his five sons. Of those today, in Proverbs 11.21, mother, of those today, see, the Bible tells the story. Proverbs 11.21, what does it say, mother? The book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 21. Though hand joint and hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Well, you, you got to be able to tell them, although we hand join the hand, the wicked is not going to be unpunished. Now, I don't care if they give you food stamps, um, checks, they give you um, grants that still don't stop the punishment on each on his five times. So, so you got to be clear to teach. Although we in the same meeting place, we couldn't we couldn't rub on the same thing, but at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, Esau and his five sons would not be left unpunished. They got to pay for what they did. So you just in the time where you seeing Esau making laws good for you or bad for you, but that would not remove the punishment. On Esau. See, you got to be clear with this thing. Especially when you're teaching. They might be in a board meeting with you. They might uh, give you a good grant or a good position that still don't stop the prophecy of the Bible. You still got to teach the truth. Don't let your heart get softened up that you ignore the Bible on a particular thing you see today. Because in Exodus 17, now, mother, verse 16, listen to this. See, a lot of things that have been heard from you by being listening to people saying they New Testament Christians. But we ought to go on both sides of the book to make sure we clear on what Yahweh is saying. What is he saying? And 17, verse 16, Mother E, what is, what is Yahweh saying in 17, 16 of Exodus? Exodus chapter 17, verse 16. For he said, because the Yahweh has sworn that the, that the Yahweh will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. That's it. Can you no more out of that? That's the life, sir. That's uh, that's all we can get. I, I I need to get a little bit more out of that, mother. Now I need I need to get a little bit more out of that. 
Let me, let me let me swing over to seventeen. I need to get I need to peep and get a little bit more out of that. I need a little bit more for God being right. I need a little bit more, mother, in the seventeen chapter. I need to look, read that again. Take the time, read it over again. One more time, mother. I need a little bit more. Exodus chapter 17, verse 16. What he said, because Yahweh has sworn that the Yahweh will have woe with Emily from generation to generation. He's on his Okay. Well. Well, well, I'm struggling right now. I need a little bit more. So he's going to have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Why? Why? Why is he going to have war with Amalek from generation to generation? Hey, can you have to see how, how why is he going to have war with Amalek from generation to generation? If those see out in the same 17 chapter, pick it up at verse number seven. Seven down to verse nine. Let's see if we find out why he's going to have war with Amalek from generation to generation. You talking about you, children of Israel? You don't have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Why? Let's see if we find out why according to the Exodus 17, verse number 7 down to verse 9. Come on, help me out. Help, come on. In the book of Exodus, looking at chapter 17, reading 7, verse 7 to verse 9. 7 says, and he called the name of the places Nassau and Rehoboth because of the children of the children of Israel and because the temperament of the Yahweh saying, Is Yahweh among us or not? Eight. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out, men, and go fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on the top of the hill with rod, with with the rod of Yahweh in my hand. Still down to verse ten. down to verse ten. Okay. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Uh, Eleven. Okay, um, what, what did they do? Uh, I need to find what they, what, what did they do? What did they do 
and verse number What did they do, El? According to what we can read, what did they do? What did Amalek do in verse 6 and 7? Okay. Verse 6 and 7. Now, wait a minute. Hold on a minute, El. Hey, hold on a minute, El. Hold on. Let me line this up a little bit better. Um, I'm trying to find out what did Amalek do that we can read. I, I need a verse that tells us what did Amalek do that we can read. So I'm all, I'm all over the place right now, Yodo. But I need to know what did Amalek do um, I'll tell you what, you might want to find out what it did. This is verse number one. Let's walk down in it because I'm, I'm all over the place, Elder. I want to know what's going on in 17. I need to find out what did Amalek do in 17. Speak of verse one is read a little bit. Okay, verse number one. One says, and all the congregation of the family of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Yahweh and pitched in the kingdom where there was no water for the people to drink. Two, wherefore the people did... Mm-hmm. 17.1. Yeah, I read 17.1. I'm on verse number two. Wherefore the people did Side with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why tide with me? Wherefore you do you tempt the Yahweh? Three. And the people thirst therefore water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Yahweh, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They are almost ready to stone me. Five. And the Yahweh said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherein without smokest the river. Take it by hand and go. Six. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock of Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock. There shall, there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. 7. And he called the name of the place Manasseh and Meribah, because of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Yahweh, saying, Is Yahweh among us or not? Nine. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and repaired them. Nine. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out. Fight with Amalek tomorrow. 
I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of Yahweh in my hand. Somebody else, I got coming with that tomorrow because um, unless Mother Zeke can help those things out, I'm looking for something where where Amalek was doing. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I want to read about it. Amalek was doing something besides falling against Israel. Amalek got something, but um, I want to read what Amalek did because he said, I'm going to be getting at them. Read verse, read verse um, 16 again, Elder. Verse 16. Okay, verse number 16 says, For he said, because Yahweh had sworn, that the Yaqua will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So he will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So when we read all that Proverbs, um, where it was uh, 1121, although hand join the hand, he still has to be punished. Because Yahweh said, I'm going to have war with Amalek from generation to generation. <laughs> we got to understand that. If Yahweh said he's going to have war with a people, Amalek, from generation to generation, but then we look at today's society, we get stimulus packages, grants, and all types of benefits, but understand something. The only reason we get stimulations and grants and all type of things because the land was taken from you. That's why you got to understand the land that you're in now was once was your land, <laughs> and you had buffaloes and everything around over there. Came over there and destroyed the land and took the buffalo, killed the buffalo. They put you off in the soup line with your, with, a, with your hat in your hand. Now, so you're looking at the benefits you got now, the time that plans and everything else. But you never thought that the reason why you in all this predicament because um, give me give me give me a give me um, a precept of Mother E, and we bring Mother Z in. And give a commentary on whatever she want to put a commentary on, and Yahweh put on the book. Now, in Revelation, end time prophecy, eighteen ten, mother, mother Eve, can you help those see out what is it saying? Revelation thirteen eight down to ten, mother Eve, what is it saying? Book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 8 to 10. Verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb, slain from the again. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him 
whose names are not written in the book of life of of the Lamb, from the foundation of the world. Verse 9. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Verse 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So, Mother, read verse 10. Tell me, what is he saying, Mother, in verse 10? Tell me what he's saying. Read it again. Tell me, what is he saying in verse 10 in entire prophecy, verse 10? Verse 10, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killed with the sword must be killed with the sword. So what, 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 what are you telling John the right? Telling the right, the one that leads to captivity uh, must be killed. Oh, no, he just needed the captivity. He'll go into, okay. The one that leads to captivity should go into captivity. And the one killed with the sword must be killed with the sword. So what do you say? Oh. So you got to be clear the reason why you get benefits today because of the same people is the one that Led you in the captivity, and the same people who on that took the sword on the ten northern tribes and killed their buffalo. He said, "You got to pay for that." So he's saying, "You got to pay for that." See, we got to understand something. If you led a man in the captivity, mm-hmm. you must go into captivity. Mm-hmm. If you put the sword on a man, you must get a sword put on you. See, that's the part we don't see because if we didn't the benefit today, we get all type of grants today, we get all type of link cards and food stamp cards and benefits. But listen. We read in 1121, although hands join in hand, the wicked got to be punished. <laughs> See, we got to understand that thing. I don't care if you jumped up and married and done whatever you did, you work in the corporation, sit on a board meeting. You got to, you understand the truth of the matter? As a nation, you got to pay this bill. So God say, according to him, we'll stop right there and see what Mother E got to say. Mother E got to say about some of that all. Where well, it all might put on her to say. So we, we got to understand this thing. If, if you stuck a person, a people, to get their land, the only way you're going to undo it, that's why I say you got to be stuck yourself. Oh, my. Mother Z, time of Yahweh Judah. Yahweh, bless you to that Mother Z. Yahweh, bless and keep you, Israel, a royal seed. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Mother Z. Now, Mother Z, 
Now, is, is that is that is that fair? If you stuck somebody and Yahweh said, "I'm gonna stick you back," is that fair? Is Yahweh being fair? <laughs> yes, yes, he's being fair because uh, we um, we supposed to reap what we what we sow. Exactly right. Regardless about all the benefits we receive now, it still can't ain't gonna stop the the plan that Yahweh got written in the Bible. He told us. He said Moses came from Mount Seir. Now we know where he come from. Mount Seir from. He was he was taking care of the, the business and Isaiah sixty three. He was whooping Esau and his five sons. He was collecting on what he told Moses back in the fourteen hundreds. So I mean, we can see in the way we can ignore the Bible and think it's gonna work its way out. No. It's gonna work it out the way the Bible said work it out. So Mother E Mother Lee, take the time and Address the national orders on whatever Yahweh put on you. You're the clock, come on. Uh, I'm going to read in uh, Ezekiel uh, 36. Um, I read a verse 1 and read a little bit of it. Hmm. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 1. Verse 1. Also, thus, also. Hmm. The son of man prophesied unto the mountain of Israel and say, and say ye, mountain of Israel, hear the words of the Yahweh. Verse 2, thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, because the enemy has said again, again, against you. What is the word? Ha. Aha. 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 Even the ancient high places are I was in projection. Verse 3. Therefore prophesied and say, thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, because you have made your desolate and swallowed you up on every side that he might be a projection unto the residue of the heathen, the nations, and he are and he are taken up in the lips of of talking talkers and are and in in infamy of the people. You you are infamy of you are disease of the people. Go ahead, read. Infamy of the people. Verse verse four. Therefore, ye mountain of Israel, hear the words of the Yahweh. Yahweh, thus said the Yahweh, 
Yahweh to the mountains and to the hills, to the rivers and to the valley, to the desolate waste and to the city and to the city that are forsaken, which become a prey and be risen to the residue of the heathen nations that are round and about. Verse 5, and I'm going to read verse down to verse 6. Therefore, therefore, thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, surely in the fire of my jealousy, in the surely in the fury of my jealousy have I spoke against the residue of the heathen nation. And against all Adumia, which has appointed my land, appointed upon my land unto thou possession, which with thou joy, with the joy of all their minds, which will be spiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. Verse 6. Prophesy therefore concerning the land of Israel and say unto the mountain and to the hills, to the rivers, and to the valleys. Thus said the Yahweh, behold, Thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, behold, I have spoke in my jealousy and in my fury because he has broken the shame of the boy because he has borne the shame of the heathen nations. Hallelujah. 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 And they'll have me, um, Isaiah 34, 1 through 8, waiting on me. Now, uh, Mother Reed was in 7 and 8, but we got to give, we got to give a little hope, Mother. What does it say in verse 7 and 8? 36 of Ezekiel 7 and 8. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 7 and verse 8, verse 7. Therefore, thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, I have lifted up my hand, surely the nations that are about you, they shall bear their shame. Verse 8, 
But ye, O mountain of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to, to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. Yes, sir. He said, although you've been beat down real bad, but you are at hand to come. When you wake up, wake up, wake up, and come back to the bonds of the covenant. Now, give me Malachi chapter 1 through 4, our mother, and close the statement. Uh, Malachi chapter 1, 1 down to verse 4, and close the statement that mother, he catch him off on the top part of the session. This is called Thursday evening at 6 o'clock. We'll be ready to go. What it says, Malachi 1, 1 down to verse 4, and close the statement. Take your time, mother. Come on. This is Malachi chapter 1, verse 1. Malachi chapter 1. Malachi chapter 1, verse 1. Malachi chapter 1, verse 1. Malachi chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Verse 1. The burden of the word of the Yahweh to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, said the Yahweh. Yet you say, wherein have I loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, said the Yahweh? Yet I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau, and made his mountain and his heritage waste for the dragons of the women. Verse 4. Verse Edom said, We are in poverty, but we will return and build the desolate place. Thus said the outlaw of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border of weakness, and the people against whom the outlaw has indignation forever. Wait a minute, Mo. What are you saying back for? Read again. Verse 4, where Edom said, we are in poverty, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus said the Yahweh of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down, mm-hmm. and they shall call them the border of weakness, and the people against whom the Yahweh has indignation forever. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mo, what is what is he saying in verse four? Help those kids out. Make 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 those kids in the national audience understand exactly what he's saying in verse four. Take your time. Come on. In in verse four, verse four, that's why I said he had uh, indignation against Esau forever. And. And in verse four, and and who else? Uh, uh, he's five sons. He's on his five sons. Now, according to verse four, and who else? According to verse people. four, and who else? And the people against whom the Yahweh had indignation forever. Wait a minute, mother. He got mad. He he got 
indignation with Esau and the people of Esau are indignation forever. He is mad at these people of Esau's descendants forever. So that that, that includes uh, 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 Becky, Becky too, and <laughs> and Patricia. That takes care of Becky and Patricia too. He says the people he got indignation with forever. Is that what we read, Mother? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, all right. What's wrong to say behind that, Mother? Yeah. I just thank God well for this class. And thank God well for the listeners, for the teachers, and for all that's listening in. And to the listeners, keep on listening. Don't give up. Hallelujah. That's right. Don't give up. Because we're trying to give you all the clues to understand one thing. Although we're in a timeline and everything looking good, looking good in your eyes, where you get all type of benefits, retirement plans, and everything else. But that still cannot stop the punishment that's written for Esau and the peoples of Esau, according to Yahweh. That is not going to stop. I don't care. Like one day I remember I was driving, and um, I had a flat tire. Esau and, uh, came by and helped me out to take me to the gas station to get my tire fixed. And take me back to my car, have me put it on. I said, How much I owe you? He said, you don't owe me nothing. I feel like doing a good deed. Okay. Now, great, thank you. See? I thought I was helped. But that don't change the punishment with Yahweh Galatay. That's what you gotta understand. Regardless about the benefits you receive today, it do not stop the punishment that Yahweh got for Esau and his five sons and the peoples of Esau. They got to pay as a nation like we paying as a nation today. Hell, in the 34th chapter, hell, walk away, what it say of Isaiah? 34, one three. Listen, listen to this. In the book of Isaiah. Chapter 34, reading verses 1 to verse number 8. One says, Come near, ye nations, to hear, and hearken, ye people. Let their earth hear, and all that is therein, the world, and all things that come forth of it. Two, the indignation of the Yahweh is upon all nations, and his fury upon all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He had delivered them to the slaughter. Three, and their slain shall also be cast out, and their stink shall come up out of their carcasses, and the mountains shall be melted with their blood. Four, and all of the heavens shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all their hosts shall fall down. 
as a leaf falling from the vine, and as a falling fig from a fig tree. Five. For my sword shall be bathed, shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Iodumi, which is the people of my curse into judgment. Six. The sword of the Aqua is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness, and with the blood of the lamb and goats, and the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Aqua had a sacrifice of Borzaz, a great slaughter in the land of Idumea. Seven. And the unicorn shall come down with them, and the bullocks with the bulls. And the land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. Eight. For the day of the aqua is vengeance, and the year of recompense for the controversy of Zion. Oh, so all this about the controversy of Zion, which is Judah, is a controversy. The tenants of Esau say land belongs to them. And we say the land belongs to us. So he said he's going to come down and sell it and sell it who the land belongs to. Because Esau and his five sons say the land belongs to them. As a matter of fact, Elder, what did they say in 35 verse 10 of Ezekiel? What did they say out their own mouth in 35 verse 10 of Ezekiel? In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 35, verse number 10, says, Because thou hast said, These two nations and these two countries shall be mine, and we will possess it, whereas the Yahweh was there. You said the two countries is yours, although it's Yahweh's land. Countries is America and Israel. You said it's yours. And y'all watching, no, it's not yours. So he tells out there he's going to come down and, and um, give me a word, he's going to come in and, um, for the controversy on who the land belongs to, he's going to come down and sell it. Now, in verse 5 he says, um, Ezekiel 35, verse 5, he says, for my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it just come down on Adumio. Adumio is just a Greek word for Esau and his five sons. The word Adumio means Esau and his five sons. That's a Greek word by saying Esau. And upon the people of my curse to judgment. So he said, I got to judge them for what they did. So, Elder, give me uh, one more verse in Isaiah 14, verse 21 and 22, and we'll close out with your, with your final remarks and statements. But look what he says in Isaiah, verse 14, verse 1 21 and 22 in the closing statement, Elder. Look what it says, Isaiah 14, verse 1, 21 and 22. Come on. 
In the book of Isaiah, verse 1, chapter 14, verse number 1, 21 and 22. Verse 1 says, For the Yahweh will have mercy on Israel, and I will yet choose Israel, and set them in their own land, and the strangers shall be joined with them, and they shall cleave unto the house of Israel. Verse number 21 says, Prepare slaughter for his children, for the iniquity sins of their fathers, that they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. 22. For I will rise up against them, saith the Apostles, and cut off from Babylon the name and women, and their sons, the nephew, saith the Apostles. I tell you what, read Proverbs 11, 21 here, then close out. Proverbs 11, 21. What does it say in 11, 21 here, a Proverbs? Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 21 says, Do hand join in hand. The wicked shall not be unpunished. But the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Yeah. All right, Elder. Take, it, take us out, Elder. Closing statement, whatever mob you got on tape, this and nine. Although hand on the hand, the wicked would not be left unpunished. Come on, Elder. You're closed. Hello. Well, once again, we'll have to bless uh, this year, bless the mothers, bless the people listening to the word of Yahweh. Because listening to the word of Yahweh and understanding will make you strong in mind and strengthen your body, as we said in the beginning of our program. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, All right, Hallelujah, And remember, like I said again, these are the last days. It got to be a ministry now. It's telling you more than just up, 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 and away, and, and popcorn is popping. Somebody got to lay out the truth. I know the truth is not going to set well because we saying, oh, no, it cannot be him because that's where I get my check from. Oh, that's where I get my food stamps from. Oh, it cannot be him. <laughs> but it is him. That's the point we make it. Although you in the time of him passing things, that really belongs to you and the ten northern tribes from the get-go. He left a prophecy in 3315 of Ezekiel saying, if the wicked restore back what he robbed and stole and repent and give back what he had robbed and stole, then I look at him at another place. But he ain't going to do that. He's not going to give you back your land. He's not going to tell you he robbed and stole the land with a sword. He's not going to tell you he changed your name and told you you, you were Indian, African-American, and Negro in color. He's not going to tell you that. See, you know why? Because in Ecclesiastes 115, this man was created crooked. 
you cannot say now something that was made crooked. If you try to say now, it'll break. Then you read Ecclesiastes 7.13, say, y'all probably say, I'm the one that did it like this. I knew I, I had to create a people that had, that was going to whoop you until you come back to me. Get them a whoop them for whooping you. Now, whatever means he, that's the way he set it up, that's just the way it is. I created people to whoop you until you come back to me. Now, once you come back to me, then I'm going to whoop them for whooping you. Now, whatever plan was that, that's what Yahweh got ready. So this man is going to whoop you from generation to generation until you wake up and come back to the bond of the covenant. Then he's going to whoop him. See? Then he's going to remove the sickness from us. We can tell you all day long just to drink no less than a half of gallon of water per day. We can tell you you've got to exercise. You work for your body. You've got to eat green food to turn your sickness from your body. You cannot eat no dead food when you're sick. No steak and eggs and potatoes and rice. Green food only. A lot of water, exercise. That will break in up on your battle ground. Your body is full of mucus. Your blood system has to be purified every day. I asked Mother a question. You got four things, A, B, C, or D. The person brings you a flower. And the flower is laying down. What do you give the flower right away? Do you give them coffee? One. Pop? Two. Um, alcohol? Three. Or do you put water in the pot? Mother said you put water in the pot. That was you stand the flower back up. The same thing for your body. Water. Three quarts a day, even you have to have a pot next to your bed. You got to purify your body. Remember, the life of you is in the blood. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.